Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the PHNX Rising Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's numero uno sportsbook app. Yeah, I switched it up there for you, Owen. You don't even know what's going to happen today. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we have it's crazy. Great... We're losing our mind already. <laughs> it's going to be a great show for you all today. Of course, as always, I'm Don, uh, I was going to say Don Ramon. That's my username. I'm Ramon Chavez, and I got my uh, my good buddy here, Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? Getting ready for a uh, fun trip to the coast hey oc is always fun you know if you, if you know where to go but we'll see we'll see what happens on friday um you know we were uh, we're gonna have a great show for y'all today of course we're gonna talk about what's gonna happen tomorrow we get a friday game owen we get a, a free weekend have you had one of those we do we yeah. do get a, a friday one and then we got a, a weekend off after it as well That's so true. it's a, a interesting one but of course this could go really going into that break on a sour note if they can't get a result no tomorrow. i don't want that two weeks until the the next game and i can't do that no nah, no nah. so we got to get a, a w tomorrow so we'll talk about uh tomorrow's game against orange county uh fill you in on some more team updates uh from owen see if he has any more information uh we're gonna take a look around the usl there were some games yesterday some actually some pretty fun games yesterday and then of course we got some other games this weekend and then we're gonna give you an update on what's going on with Hashtag soccer wars. Um, we got some updates from the council meeting. Uh, I, I believe one of the owners or the general manager was on Football Americas yesterday after the MLS All-Star game. He had some thoughts as well, so we'll talk about that for sure. All right, Owen, let's talk about what's going to happen tomorrow. Rising will be flying out to Orange County. Uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, Orange County has been in the news the entire week, I feel, uh, just because of the situation that's been going on between, between them and LA Galaxy. But guess what? They still have a game to play, and it's against Phoenix Rising. So do you feel like this – do you think, first of all, do you think the players care at all about what's going on? And second of all, is it going to affect them come Friday? I feel as though, look, as much as people will like to say you can kind of put it to one side, ignore what's going on, pretend like it doesn't really matter, that's just not true, right? People are they're aware. They can set you – know, they feed off the energy. You can't say, for example, that – players really feed off of a positive home crowd or whatever and say that they don't feed off of a the kind of anxiousness that surrounds this kind of a situation whereby a lot of Orange County fans are pretty sure by now that the city probably want them out Mm -hmm. um, or at least there are elements working within the city that they feel want them out Um, and and now yeah it's, it's just a weird one isn't it and it can kind of go one of two ways either that's kind of weighing on the mind and you're thinking about, okay, from here, 
you know, there's some real problems. What happens next season? What happens with all of that? Or it's motivational factor. It's mm-hmm. look, they're a team that are the, the defending champions and yet are glued to the bottom of the table. I, I just feel as though it's it, it can really go one of two ways, and it's hard to tell quite which way it's going to go. Obviously, mm-hmm. last weekend it was a free-all draw against Colorado Springs. They'd have liked a better result there, but there's a lot of goals, put it that way, for uh, entertaining. Yeah. And, of course, ultimately they were denied the three points by two late goals, mm-hmm. one of which was a penalty in stoppage time. So they yeah. got to feel like... You know, they were able to take Colorado Springs up to the very end and, and almost walked out of there with three points. For a team that's bottom of the league, they've got to feel as though, you know, you've got to take some positive out of that and feel as though, okay, we can turn that into positive momentum for the next week. But we'll see, won't we? Yeah. Off the field, it's been a crazy week. And, you know, if I'm one, if I'm the players... I think this is a little bit of motivation, like you're saying, you know, like the city kind of basically said, hey, we really don't care if you're here or not. Um, and you literally just won the championship. So if you're in that front office or one of the, those players, you know, you want to show them up. And now if I'm the fans, I want to show up and support the, the, the team, make sure that there's a statement out there with the amount of fans and, and kind of let them know that there is support uh, for Orange County continuing at that stadium. Uh, now, when it comes to on the field, we know about Orange County. We just saw them a few weeks ago. We know how dangerous they are, especially their striker, um, uh, Ilowski, uh, who's the league leader right now, 16 goals uh, scored. So, it, But we, on the other side, exactly you just said, they just give up goals, and that's why they're bottom of the table at this time. Um, but I feel like right now, just because they, they – I know there's less games that there's – uh, they don't have that many games left. I mean, I feel like they're just going to come out and say, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to give it our all, see what happens. And and that's a dangerous team to face, I feel, for Rising. And and so they, they're going to have to watch out tomorrow uh, against that team. Well, if they come out with that urgency, absolutely. Especially because, you know, we look at some of the conversations we've had and with Rick where it was okay, look, we're, we're getting the clean sheets. That's important. The rest will come. But we're not at that point in the season right now whereby <laughs> you can kind of say, solidify one thing, the rest will come. There is no wait and see. There mm-hmm. is no... Uh, and that urgency just feels like it's a little bit lacking. Look, I know the rest of the league hasn't pulled away. We're not in a position where you have to completely panic that, you have to, every single game is a must win, otherwise you're out. But we're also not looking at a position right now for Phoenix Rising where they can just say, oh, stuff will work itself out. Because you don't have time for things to work themselves out, especially Mm -hmm. as you look at some of these games that are coming up against teams. Quite a few of them are away from home. There's about six away games, I believe, over nine weeks for Rising. So that's going to take probably quite a bit out of those boys. Mm-hmm. But a fair few of those games are against teams that Rising are going to be competing with come the end of the season for those last few playoff spots. And that's where the concern is because now we're getting towards a point whereby, look, draws aren't really good enough even against those teams that are around you because you need to be gaining on other teams. Yeah. Um. You meant you mentioned we talk a bit about Orange County now. You mentioned Oloski there, of course, referencing Milan Oloski. We do have to kind of clarify that because we also got Brian Oloski <laughs> also on the team. Milan Oloski actually named Player of the Month today. That came out. Ben Lump finished in third. Robbed uh, on that for the last month. Robbed, <laughs> argue. Um. But Oloski, Milan Oloski was not available last week. Um. 
Rick did mention that in midweek, and we'll hear from him in a second. But they've kind of had some issues in their squad with, with sickness. Um, Brian did play, but Milan Oloski did not play in their game against Colorado Springs last week. But if we're going to talk about on the field, should we toss it over to that Rick clip then? And yeah, uh, yeah so here's what Rick had to say when we asked him in, in midweek about kind of what they'd learned from the last game against Orange County, what they're doing differently. You know, for, for that game, it was our, we were really, really lackluster in our offense. That's when it started the whole focus on the defending, you know, is that we were dominating a game and then they could easily get out of any sort of a counter press and they were finding Torres or Ilaski and kind of killing us. I know they've had a lot of COVID issues. I think COVID, I'm not sure what the reason is. They had a lot of guys out the last game, but maybe they're back. Maybe they're not. Um, we just have to concentrate on ourselves. We have to be focused and, and determined and, um, and motivated. And, you know, I think that the guys understand how close they are. That's been a topic over the last few days is, you know, no one's really running away. So uh, even at the top, it's, it's really competitive. So um, again, it's, it's, we're not eliminated and we know we have an opportunity. And while this game looks easy in standings, Orange County is difficult and it's at their place. So we're going to have to be exceptional. Yeah, I, I agree with the words that he's saying. I, th I feel like the the defense has vastly improved since that game. I'm sad that it took so long and, you know, playing against Orange County of all teams to kind of realize, hey, we need to fix our defense. But since then, they've been outstanding defensively. Uh, you know, Ben Lunt, a uh, bunch of shutouts. Uh, the team, I believe, 455 minutes without a goal, giving up a goal. So Getting pretty close. Yeah, so they vastly improved, and uh, I believe on the statement that uh, Rising, or the preview that they put out on their website, Rising said uh, that uh, if they keep the shutout past the 47th minute, I think it's going to break a club record. So it's outstanding, you know, It's and we love it. But now the offense has to catch up to that, you know, and, and we've seen a bunch of zero zeros, which means the defense doing their job. It's just the offense that needs to bring it home after that. So so we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Indeed, we will. And, and look, again, just to kind of underline my point again rising has 11 games including tomorrow left in the season it isn't time for wait and see it's time mm -hmm. to do because if you don't start doing soon you're going to find that it's going to start slipping away you look at the kind of teams that are around right now monterey bay is starting to catch up they're on 26 points three points behind rising with a game in hand given where they were earlier this season that's yeah. quite a turnaround they're on quite a bit of momentum right now you do not want to be in a position whereby you're letting them catch you up. Because if they keep riding that momentum they're on at the moment, that's a real concern. You look at some of the others. Oakland Roots now have had two weeks off. They're coming back this weekend, obviously. They're not far behind. Even There's just lots of teams in that area. But, I mean, RGV are three points behind as well. There's so many teams in such a small space. Yeah. That yes, it's good because this isn't the East and in the Eastern Conference, you've seen that that gulf kind of start to build between the playoff teams and the non-playoff teams. Mm -hmm. But again, it's you, you've just got to be careful. You've got to be really, really careful here about where you go. I mean, Harry here making the point they've got the same max points available. That's correct. They do also have to meet and they have to meet in Monterey. Mm -hmm. So and That's it's not going to be the same team they faced at the beginning of the season. It's That's not. Fair. This is not the same team that they faced in that first 45 minutes of play. Mm -hmm. And let's let's be clear here. It was 45 good minutes of play in a, a very weird second half. Mm -hmm. um, 
Remember back when we were all innocent and kind of, eh, who cares? They put in a fantastic yeah. first half. Everyone positive, everyone great. And now we're sitting eye bags are coming in since then. Yeah, I <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> but yeah, no, to your point, Owen, uh, you know, looking at the standings here, we have uh, Sacramento in fifth place. They have 37 points, okay? So there's a little bit of gap between them and the sixth place, which is uh, El Paso, which Rising will play in a couple of weeks as well. So these are teams exactly what you're saying. They're going to face, and if you beat this team, these teams that are ahead of you, you can sneak back in into the playoff, uh, uh, into the playoffs, basically. So it's important for them to continue to not lose points, but you also need to gain points. You need to get these victories. That draws are not going to cut it anymore, especially since you're playing against these teams that are literally next to you. So the difference between sixth place and 10th is only four points. That's how yeah. loaded the West is right now, how well everybody's playing, how well or how many breaks, let's say, Phoenix has actually caught because these teams either are losing or, you know, they, they, it just rising has have the opportunity right now. They still control their destiny. And if they don't make it, it's their own fault. It's nothing that, you know, they uh, anybody else did to them. Just to speak to Harry's comment here about El Paso in trouble, uh, max points of 60. I will say, look, max points is great to an extent. But don't rely on it too much when you're looking at teams scraping into the playoffs. Because you have to bear in mind, this isn't teams at the top of the league. No one near the bottom is getting their max points. Not only that, but if you look at it now, Phoenix Rising have a max points of 62. El Paso have a max points of 60. That can flip in terms of El pa- you know, Rising being below them simply by playing them. And that's coming up in a couple of weeks' time. We should also take a quick look. Whatever thing I'll mention with some of these teams around Rising right now. So... Vegas are in sixth. They are four points ahead of Phoenix Rising. They have the tiebreaker over Phoenix Rising. Okay, Mm -hmm. head-to-head is the first tiebreaker. We know they have that. El Paso are in seventh, four points ahead of Phoenix Rising. They also, at present, hold it. But, of course, they meet again. Uh, But anything other than a win for Rising and a win by multiple goals, uh, it leaves it a bit sketchy as to whether... El Paso may have that tiebreaker. Galaxy 2 are two points ahead of Phoenix Rising. They have the tiebreaker over Phoenix Rising because they won by more goals Mm -hmm. uh, over the course of those two games they played each other. Oakland Roots at the moment, that's level because it's, you know, they drew their only meeting so far uh, and they're on the same points as Rising. RGV, the first tiebreaker again is head-to-head. They haven't yet met. Uh, Monterey Bay, three points behind Rising. Rising holds the tiebreak over them at present because, again, they won that opening game. Then Orange County at the very bottom, six points back uh, where the first tiebreak is is level because they drew in their only meeting. But, again, yeah. those things can change. It's There's too many teams in that kind of area of the table which have the tiebreaker over Phoenix Rising. That's a concern. That should be a concern because come the end of the season, again, forget your goal difference, forget any of that. It's all about that first tiebreaker of head-to-head if mm-hmm. you finish level on points. And maybe that's where some of the problem is. Rising have gotten results. You look at some of the results they've gotten. They beat Colorado Springs. They beat San Antonio twice. Uh, big wins are important, of course, for confidence. But the wins that matter, if you had to pick them, are against the teams in the same part of the table as you. Because exactly. those are the things that come the end of the year, if you're level on points, that's what matters. San Antonio win is, is great for three points. Doesn't mean anything if you're a tiebreaker. Not going to come into question at all. Same with Colorado Springs. Uh, yeah, they, uh, there's not many teams they do hold the tiebreaker of head-to-head over. That's which yeah. is actually worrying looking at this table. Yeah, exactly. So it's... and. 
you know, I see in the chat, it's like, well, every game is a must win. Yeah, exactly. Because of this situation yeah. that they, they find themselves in. So again, it's not enough to get a tie uh, and and just go out there. No, you need to get these W's. You need to climb up the, uh, the standings because otherwise when it comes to head to head and all that other stuff, it's not looking good for rising. So definitely need that W. And we need to just, We've been saying it must wins for months now, it feels like. Yeah. But part of that, no, I know. And it's funny because you look at it and go, well, they're still in with a chance. They are. But the reason they were must wins is because I feel like our expectations have been dropping time and time again. It started off with these are games that must be won. If Rising is going to, at the end of the season, be competing in the top three. Mm -hmm. Then it became just to get a first round playoff game, pretty much. Yep. Now it's scraping into the uh, first round home playoff game. Mm -hmm. Now it's scraping into the playoffs. And we had that conversation. It's like we don't think that Rising is going above sixth place at all. Like no. that's that, that's what's best case scenario. Everything goes according to plan. Fifth, you know, but you're not getting a home uh, playoff game. So at this point, it's like now you're looking like exactly like it's like kind of like the bottom of the barrel when it comes to playoffs with Rising. Yeah, congrats. We want to finish mid table at best. Yeah. Like it's. <laughs> That's not particularly inspiring, is it? Um, you know, and that's the thing. It, it's something that I, I find weird sometimes looking at these leagues. And obviously, people who grew up with playoffs is the thing. Obviously, we'll look at this differently. But yeah. to me, finishing in mid-table isn't an achievement. Mm -hmm. You weren't good. You just yeah. weren't atrocious. And that's and what that was, a, that was a conversation that was had at the beginning of the season. It's like, hey, this team under Rick Shantz hey, they did great. They were the best team on the table, you know, but when it comes to the playoffs, oh, we, we still had a great season. What about now? You know, if you scrape by into the playoffs and you still not do great, what does that say? You know, and so it's, I, I don't think that conversation can apply in the, in this situation because like you're saying, when it comes to the playoffs, I feel like that kind of, you know, we see that with Orange County where they were able to get into the playoffs. They ended up with the championship, but then look uh, uh, what happened the following year. They're now at the bottom of the of the West. So, yeah, I understand, like, if you do get into a playoffs and do well, but at the end of the day, you didn't do well over the, the course of the regular season. And people will be straight here and say, look, oh, Orange County, they, they won it. They're not very good. They weren't very good last year, so you don't have to be great. They played every game up until the final at home. Do not underestimate the importance of getting at least some degree of home field advantage in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You cannot expect reasonably to finish in seventh, seventh travel mm -hmm. away every single game that you're going to lift a trophy. It's just very, very it's unlikely. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I'm, that's not. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's not a good scenario unless there's, you know, some major upsets in the first, second round. You're probably not going to see a home game at all. So, and this isn't some like nonsensical go play seven games in a row against the team and pretend you're not bored of them by the end. Wow, this is straight how you really up. Feel. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> this is this is straight up like you go away. You've got ninety minutes to get it done away from home, mm -hmm. multiple times against different teams, knowing that you lose a single game on the road yeah. and you're done. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, Owen, let's take a look at what the, on the rising side, what's going to happen. So we had the controversy with Santi Moore last Saturday of him uh, leaving the game, heading straight to the locker and still, instead of coming back to uh, to the bench. What do you expect to happen with him? You know, based on what you're hearing, based on your own sense, it's I honestly don't expect him to start. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's dropped at least for this game. 
I'm unsure if he'll start or not. I do expect him to travel. Okay. I expect him to be there and be available. Um, but whether he started or not, eh, who really knows? I mean, mm-hmm. the problem is, is that I, I see what you're saying, but what are the real alternatives right now? Rodriguez, uh, David Rodriguez isn't going to be available, likely, yeah. because of the problems that he's had with his international clearance. Um, it, you're just in that kind of position then when you say, okay, who, who else do you play out there? Because the risk you've got is you say, okay, we're going to play Kalistri on the wing, but then you're running the risk of kind of it disrupting that defense that's that's really solidified in recent weeks. Alternatively, you say, okay, we'll put Arturo on the wing, but is he ready to go 90 yes, at the did. moment? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but is that getting the best out of him? Doesn't seem ideal. Then you've got, I mean, what's the other option? Is Lamin Jaune? Hurst? Against, yeah. I mean, you could play Hurst on the wing, but I... It is an option. It is an option. I'll give you that one. I, f- I feel as though you could go with that, but yeah. I don't know. I, just says here, I, really I remember that, that Rick said that he wouldn't punish the team. So I could see it maybe starting on the bench, but I, I feel like as a coach, you kind of have to send a message. You kind of have to say, hey, look, you can't be acting like that. you know. And, and I'm sure they had whatever conversation they had uh, over the weekend, but I feel like when you're a coach, and if, if, it's, if I'm the rest of the players, I'm like, hey, that, that wasn't cool either, but at this point, does it really matter, you know? But if I'm a coach, you kind of do have to send a message and say, hey, at least for the first 45, you're not starting. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens. But I don't know. I don't, it's a weird situation. It, it's a weird situation because it comes um, uh, amongst such a backdrop of kind of just, it feels like discontent bubbling in general. Um mm-hmm. Again, we, we've spoken about this for weeks now that there are just things aren't quite right in that locker room. Um, and so what could have been a, an obvious kind of, okay, just you've got you've to punish him. It's all very simple. Everyone will accept it. It just happens. But I, I don't know right now. It's mm-hmm. hard to tell. Um, there's so much, so much that we hear coming out of stuff that's going wrong or, or just... I don't know, you know, for all the talk of positivity, I'm not sure that everyone's quite bought into that. Uh, I don't believe they have, to be perfectly frank. And I, I just feel as though what we've got ourselves into as a position right now, watching or what they've got themselves into is just, it's not, it's hard to predict even what individual kind of decisions are going to have a bigger impact of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is... Stuff's on very shaky ground right now. And it's look yeah. look, so the question there about how many other players are fighting back in the locker. I'm not sure the players are fighting each other. I, I feel as though mm. there are some who aren't happy with the direction that things are going overall right now. Um that yeah, they, they disagree on that. I'm not sure the players themselves are fighting amongst each other, really. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just messy. Everything is messy right now. Yeah, and then the, Santi's behavior on Saturday was the last thing this team needed, um, you know, and I'm sure he and he apologized to them. I'm sure he did that as well. But it's it's a tough situation. It's a delicate situation. And when you do that, especially in, in the way Rising 
have him playing this year. It just doesn't look good on either side, whether you're the coach or the player. It's just it, no one's going to end up winning this. <laughs> so the best the best you know recipe for this, I think, is for it not to happen in the first place. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, as far as the lineup, uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, besides the Santi question, everything's probably going to stay the same. What do you think? Uh, I really don't know. I really don't know. We'll, we'll we'll find out when the lineups come out tomorrow, won't we? I mean, Babu didn't have the best of games last time. Uh, you know, I know King and him and Babu are, are still working on that chemistry on on the left side. So I I would want to see Babu back on there just to kind of give him another shot. But um, you know, I'm interested as well on the in the midfield question. He starts say he has is our tour ready to go? Uh, that that'd be interesting. And what do you do with Hurst? You know, he had a great start to the season. And I feel he kind of just. He's been lost in the shuffle, and you know he's not. I, I don't know if he's truly a winger either. <laughs> like it's, it's like no, there's he's so not. Questions. Yeah, he's just not the guy that rising in the system that they currently uh, play. What works? He just doesn't work in that system. It, it's it's bizarre, but mm-hmm. hey, there we go. He was signed, and then. That, that's the bit that gets me is that we'll have these conversations. I know we, we've we've been over this so many times. We'll oh, have man. the conversation. It's like, what what position is Greg Hurst? And then you ask Rick that question, and he kind of gives you this like, well, he's not really a winger. He's not really a number nine. He's more of a second striker. And it's like, well, you don't play with a second striker. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. So why do you bring him in? Like, I... I yeah, he's not, hey, you know, I'm, he's I'm, enough to be a winger, not tricky enough to be a winger either. Uh, but but we've seen what he can do when he's up top as well. So it kind of just makes you question, like, like what are you? Like, like, what do we do? You know, obviously he needs to be on the field, but that means that you're taking out other people as well. So that's that's an interesting dilemma. Yeah, um, I, I will say, though, that overall, um, where it's really a problem is that unless you're looking at trying to play him in either a wing kind of role or as a number 10, the late sub for striker, I totally understand why that's become Richie. Uh, mm. I feel as though he's a player that you see he comes on, he can be dangerous in his 10-minute spurt at the end of a game. So again, I completely understand that. I, I, I don't feel as though Hurst can truly become that backup striker because mm-hmm. Richie has really kind of pigeonholed himself into a very specific role on this team that he is very capable of doing. And we've seen him have some success in that role. So, mm-hmm. and even when he hasn't had success, he's come close. Yeah. He he definitely threatens a defense at the end of a game. So yeah. we'll see. It, it's, <laughs> I have no idea right now. The team sheet, I, I don't know because we we've, we're looking at such a kind of difference from what we expected in some ways at the start of the season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have Babu down as a winger. Uh, we weren't expecting to see him play for Rising as a winger. Um, Santi has struggled at times this season. Mm-hmm. For for a lot of the season, the goal scoring isn't there. We've said that. Um, the midfield is obviously got a lot of question marks around it at the moment defensively now they finally seem solid the problem is if you want to make changes elsewhere does that impact on the defense so yeah. i don't know all i'll say is i expect ben lunt to start well we know I mean, that's, that's the, <laughs> it's a nice solid prediction right there um, yeah yeah um speaking of predictions let's go with our score predictions i think rising oh, here we walk are. away with this 2-1 i'm saying 2-1 no. i'm gonna run with it I feel rising, get over there and get that W. 
I'd like to give a shout out to our referee tomorrow, Sergi uh, Demianchuk, who has only been to the Great Park once. Mm. And on that occasion, the game finished a nil-nil draw. So I am going with a nil-nil draw. It feels like it's written, doesn't it? It feels like it's written. No. The referee's been there once, and it was a nil-nil draw for Orange I've County. I've only been so there it. once, and Rising won the Western Conference Championship. So should I just go? You know, let's... I, I've been there once, and I saw him win the Pacific Division over there. So there you uh, go. So that's something else to get. I don't know. I'm still going with nil-nil. I feel as though... Look, because I mean, Harry in here saying rising free OC nil, but like, just just remember that only a, about a month ago they played out to a two all draw here in in Phoenix. So, yeah, the rising's changed. That it's just the offense. Like they just really need one. the defense has changed. The attack yeah. hasn't. Yeah, the attack's gotten worse. If anything, they're not scoring. They're not. They've you don't. Scored, they scored in one game out of five. You're not a JJ Williams believer. Is that what you're telling it's me? No, I don't believe in JJ Williams. The whole setup isn't working. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's Olaski against Williams. We'll see who comes out on top tomorrow. All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at OGs. So, if you guys uh, are looking to get some free stuff, that's right. Everybody loves free stuff. You guys can actually en- enter. Uh, a sweepstakes that they got going on called Flavoring Life. So the Flavoring Life sweepstakes going on right now. We got Derek there. Look at that big old smile, Derek. I think that – did you guys take that at Maya? <laughs> it looks like Maya. Anyway, uh, one winner will receive three bags of OGs, including orange creamsicle and tropical flavors, and OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and the PHNX annual membership. And you can sign up for the sweepstakes at PHN- uh, gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. And you can also check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at, at ogsbrands. And you can also find their products at your local dispensary. And just remember, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that membership, man, that's pretty good itself, you know? But the fact that you're getting a hat, you know, some bags, you know, the, the PHN, PHNX shirt of your choice, you know, got this one, but you guys can get the rising one too. Uh, it's great stuff. Thank you to OGs for for sponsoring. All right, Owen, uh, let's take a look around the USL. We had some games yesterday. Were you able to catch any of them? I was not able to catch them, but just looking through these, let me talk from quickly, San Diego, they were pretty dominant over uh, Monterey Bay. If you looked at the XG, but the problem was they just couldn't finish. In the mm-hmm. end, it took a spot kick was the difference in the second half, and that was the only difference, 1-0. Um for San Diego, you'd have thought they'd, they'd want to build on that a little bit more, bolster the goal difference maybe a little bit more. Of course, goal difference isn't that important. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's... Well, uh, uh, we have Harry here on the chat. San Antonio took that 2-1 uh, victory. That was a pretty close game. You know, Loudon actually mm-hmm. even it out, and then San Antonio had to come back and, and get the three points at home. So I was, I was surprised. And then Tulsa, we got Tulsa over Miami as well. So uh, some good games yesterday. No draws, which was pretty fun. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, as well, wasn't didn't Loudon have a goal disallowed at the end of that game? Is that what happened? I didn't catch those highlights. I yeah, just so <laughs> very, very tight one. Um, very, very tight yeah, one. Harry look, I told you, I told you, did I not tell you it on Tuesday, Tulsa? I told you, Tulsa, they'd have a good shot down in Miami and better. They come out That's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, San Antonio. I don't know. I'm still not sold on them. Sorry, Harry. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them in the playoffs. But yeah, the San Diego Monterey Bay. I think they kind. Of, I think you could kind of see the difference between the two sides. You know, I know Monterey has been playing a lot better lately, but uh, I feel like San, uh, San Diego is actually a pretty good team as well. So 
Mm-hmm. What is the difference between a team that's playing better to try and scrape into the playoffs and a team that's playing better to try and scrape into first place for the conference? Yeah, true, true. especially down in San Diego, that's a tough one. Um, let's look at this. There's a couple of more games as well tomorrow, not just uh, Rising, of course. Yeah, we got the Baby Bulls hosting Charleston, and then we got... Um... Colorado switchbacks, they're going to be hosting El Paso. That's going to be a really good game. I, I'm, That's a big game. That's I'm a big game. Screen. Yeah, it's going to be a good one to watch. I feel as though if you're a rising fan watching that game, you have to be pulling for switchbacks because you've got two teams there that are struggling. They are really struggling for form, but switchbacks aren't in play for Phoenix Rising. El Paso are as a team that Rising can catch. You have to hope that Colorado Springs keep pouring that misery on El Paso with the struggles that they've had lately mm-hmm. and they can get the result there because if El Paso start to wake up rather than Colorado Springs that's bad that's mm-hmm. really not good news for Phoenix because you need yeah. need 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 El Paso to continue dropping points so that yeah. you can help catch them up yeah. at the end of the day though it's going to be interesting because both of those sides as I said are in really bad form at the moment mm-hmm. someone's well, it could end a draw, I suppose. It could end a draw. I mean, they could draw, yeah. But th- that's the thing, too, exactly. And I agree with your point that, you know, if El Paso continues to drop points, I would be less worried about this break that's coming up for Rising um, than if they win. Because now Rising's going to head over there to El Paso. They're going to have that two-week layoff. And, you know, if sometimes that those can kill you, you know. You, but you take those weeks off. You're not in that state of, of playing the game every week. So, you know, we'll see what happens with El Paso. I'm more concerned about what's going on with the locomotive than I am with Colorado. So exactly to your point, because they're just right there with rising. So we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. More stuff happening on Saturday as well. Of course, the main thrust of the games. Uh, some big ones in there. Pittsburgh, Memphis, big Eastern Conference game. Uh, Is that an Eastern Conference uh, preview? Championship preview? It's possible. Entirely yeah. possible. Of course, those wouldn't be the favorites, are they? Because you'd say Louisville have got to be up there as a favorite tamper, especially on the form that those kind of teams are on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Louisville have only dropped points in one game in their last five, and that was against Rising. And uh, Tampa haven't dropped yeah. points in their yeah. last five games. So those two teams also are meeting in, in Louisville. So that's a potential. Pittsburgh, Memphis, it's some big, big Eastern Conference games this week. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, those could be really exciting. That one should be fun as well. Yeah, that's one Mm -hmm. of the ones my San Diego traveling away to face Legion as well. That's a tough Eastern Conference opponent. They'll give them a test. Uh, So we'll have to see how that one goes. Vegas Lights are traveling away to San Antonio. Now, for Rising's playoff hopes here, you'd have to say that Harry's boys should get the result in that. Come on, Harry. Help us out, Harry. Yeah. Yeah, because Vegas need to drop points. There's a real risk. If Vegas don't, if Vegas win that game, which be a nightmare for Rising's chances because they're pulling then to mm-hmm. either maintaining a four-point lead or possibly pulling further ahead if Rising drop points, yeah, with the tiebreaker as well um, guaranteed, then it's not good. Um, especially if El Paso will also pick up points. I mean, they, there's a possibility, right, that Rising could be seven points out of the playoffs still. Again, yeah. this weekend, if point, results go against them. Yeah. No, if that happens, it's going to be really, really, really tough. So, uh, yeah, well, we got to see what happens. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I have Monterey Bay in Sacramento as well. I think mm-hmm. that's, that one could be interesting, you know, northern Northern California. Um, but we'll see. Indeed. 
Mm-hmm. And there's, a, there's another game on Sunday as well. New Mexico have been struggling lately. They're traveling away to Los Dos. LA Galaxy 2, for me here, could pull off a result in that game. Although mm-hmm. I'll say that New Mexico have been good on the road. It's interesting. When you actually break things down, New Mexico have been very, very mediocre at home. And yet, for some reason, they're winning games on the road. Uh, which doesn't bode well for the playoffs if you're doing well in the standings. Because if you're going to be stuck at home, then for games. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the road, you know, just switch yeah. the Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel as though there's a chance for Galaxy to take some points there. Again, that's another team that's right in that mix with Phoenix Rising. Mm-hmm. And it's concerning. You don't want to see those teams get gaining points because you can't afford right now to... Yeah. Look, you, you can barely afford to be only keeping pace with them. You yeah. can't afford to lose any ground. Yeah, Tyler has guys. a really good point here that New Mexico plays better on the road because they're not in a baseball stadium. So it's a good point. It's a good really point. It, but then if you play on if you play on that utter bad excuse, let's put it that oh, way, man. for a football pitch. Let it out, Owen. Um nah. If you play on that <laughs> poor excuse for a football pitch and you know that that's your home pitch. Don't you build a team that plays in that kind of conditions? Yeah. You won't build a footballing team in there, would you? Because what are you going to do? Keep kicking it round and let it bobble all over the place? On the mound and just go out of bounds or something? <laughs> also, shout out to Michael here with it. Of course, New Mexico is struggling. It's the second half of the season. Yeah, just to wrap to up here, uh, Owen, on, on this talking about the other teams, is that this is exactly the situation that I feared and I did not want Rising to be in. Because now they're having to look at what other teams are doing in order for them to be able to say, okay, well, maybe we can drop a point here. Maybe, you know, if we lose here, we won't be in that bad a situation. No, like this, this was the situation that because Rising has not been able to pull through uh, for the entirety of the season, now you're having to depend on other teams. You know, if, if you get Las Vegas, if you get Los Dos winning, it's just, it's rough, man. It makes it really tough for Rising to come back. And so if those guys, you know, they get, the results this weekend, you know, it's just, it, it's not going to look good. And I, I feel like at that point it might be time to kind of, you know, curtain call it and, and, and uh, look, uh, look forward to, towards next season. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Rising need that victory. And I know we say it all the time, but they especially need it now. So, yeah. And again, just to reiterate, it, this is a mess of rising zone creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see dual in uh dual in the chat here. He's <laughs> saying it's been that way for six weeks. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, we've been saying must win for months now. Um, it's yeah, I don't even change. It's getting tiring of just being like every every Thursday. It's like, so what do you think about this game? I think it's a must win. You know what, Owen? <laughs> this should do something different and win. <laughs> so yeah, um, let's take a look at our friends at DraftKings. So right now we only have, uh, from what I'm seeing on the app, tell me if I'm wrong, Owen. Uh, I only have odds for the Baby Bulls game. So they have Baby Bulls at one plus one seventy five plus two sixty five for a draw and Charleston Battery at plus 115. So if you're looking to gamble on those, uh, put in your money in these ones, and then uh, hopefully they have the rest of the games by tomorrow. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'd expect they pop up. But what do we? Ooh, what would you take out of those three options? Um, honestly, I'd go for a draw. I don't, I don't really trust. Maybe Charleston? I know I know the Bulls are at home, but... Uh, yeah, but Charleston aren't very good either. That's yeah, the that's... thing. This is this is truly a meeting of two very poor teams. I mean, yeah. You look at the kit that Charleston came up with, that white kit they came up with, and it, it genuinely is accurate <laughs> for this season because it's what the league has done all over them. Mm. Um, it's yeah. 
I don't know. I'd be tempted to go with a draw here. I'd be very tempted to go with a draw. Plus two sixty-five. You can't go wrong with it's not that. Not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. If we get the the uh, odds for risings, we'll put it on our Twitter account again. Phnx underscore underscore rising. So that way, you guys can make some money. You know, you guys can help us out. Drop some super chats. Buy some gear. You know, it does really help us out. So. If you guys make money, then I feel like we make money. So, all right, y'all. Uh, speaking of DraftKings, if you guys haven't downloaded the, the app yet, make sure to download it right away, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you can use promo code PHNX. And when you bet, just uh, when you make your first deposit, you can actually get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. And again, that's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure to check out our show notes for more details. All right, DraftKings. Uh Owen, Soccer Wars Part Two. Oh God, here we go. I wouldn't call it Part Two. Uh, you know, uh, what, what? Have you ever watched the Rambo films? Where it's no, like it's, Rambo? it's it's Soccer Wars Five. Next Pro Strikes Back. Um, <laughs> I was gonna uh, say like Rambo First Blood Part Two. Like it's just weird. Anyway, um, we're at some stage of the Soccer Wars. No one really knows. No one remembers when it began. <laughs> All we remember is that for as long as we remember, the Soccer Wars have been ongoing. Um. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, there, there was some, as we mentioned on the uh, on the show on Tuesday, of course. Right as we came on, came on live. So all of a sudden, they started talking about Orange County in the Irvine Council meeting. We've managed to actually go back now and listen to everything that was said in there. There were some very interesting comments actually that came out of the city manager talking about this situation let's go ahead and listen to what oliver chi the irvine city manager had to say on tuesday and frankly we would have um, preferred at the staff level to have the conversation with the city council this evening however we were informed that the usl and mls are currently engaged in some kind of litigation and oc soccer club sent the la galaxy a strongly worded legal letter which preceded and precipitated our request at the staff level to withdraw the item until that matter has been resolved. There are issues that are occurring behind the scenes that I think um, do warrant some additional review. We'll continue to have an open, transparent dialogue with the council and community moving forward on the best way to utilize the stadium. Um, that conversation will happen in the next couple of weeks um, after we've reviewed and, and really vetted some of the legal issues that have been brought to our attention. Again, not with the city, but between two private parties, two soccer leagues that appear to be at odds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, first so of all, we've hit the legal you, phase. Yeah, props to you for sitting for in that in that council meeting and getting us that video. But it, that's so, you know, and you can explain it to me if I'm getting this wrong. So from what he's saying, LA Galaxy and Orange County have already been talking about this even before that, that letter came out on Friday. They had already had. No, it's well, well, here's the thing. He has claimed that Orange County were aware of what Mm. was being spoken about. Orange County are saying the opposite. Multiple people who are present in the meeting Mm -hmm. telling me that the look on the faces of the Orange County leadership uh, in that meeting, uh, as that came out of the city manager's mouth, that they'd been kept informed of what was going on. Uh, with some variety of shock. Wow. So I, I don't know. Um, it's hard to set, tell. Uh, th- there's allegations, of course, now we've reached the legal phase of all of this, which is where, mm-hmm. you know, 
It's typical, typical US soccer, right? Yeah. <laughs> we could deal with things on the pitch or we could just go in a courtroom because why not? Why not? You know, who wants stability? Stability's overrated. Yeah, not good at all. I do I do want to, you know, give props to everybody on Twitter and social media that's been putting that pressure. And for everybody that showed up to the council meeting, I know what what are they like six hours long, four or five hours long? <laughs> it took oh, a while. Yeah. They actually were in closed session for two hours at the beginning of the meeting, just had everybody kind of waiting around. Yeah. Uh, it took about an hour longer than the time they'd initially promised they were going to be back for. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was uh, uh, Dan Rustin. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. He was on Football Americas yesterday. He's, uh, I believe, the president of business relations relations for Orange County. He was talking with uh, Hercules Gomez on ESPN Plus um, and Sebastian Salazar. So he was talking about them, about the situation and what's going on. The main point that I got from it was that he does not want to exclude anybody from using the pitch, but they do not want to be kicked out. That's the main thing he said. If there's some transparency with that and we can all get what we want, he's willing to work with them. But the way that they went about it was the the fact that really upset uh, Orange County. So it's I don't know. I think that the, the ball is on Galaxy side right now. And I think it's kind of up to them to kind of just be a better person and get out of there. The problem they've got is that the indications from the city of Irvine seem to be that they don't want to just add, that they're actually trying to get more community days in there, um, Mm -hmm. more days when the stadium's open to the community. I'm not sure who wants the stadium. It's, let's be clear, a stadium built for professional football. Um, I'm not sure how many community events can really happen there with it actually having that much value. Um, You have like over 100 days? Like that. Yeah, do you really need that? What what do they do? A lot of raves. I don't know. <laughs> what do you do in Orange County? They're raving on the pitch. That explains why they had to paint it green that one year. But um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I, I, uh, and that's a, the thing that hurts me. It's just like people just want to see a team there. It's you you know what it's it's tough. You know, you they've already built a, a community there. They have the academy going on as well. They've been doing good as far as selling players. They obviously won the championship last year. So it's just, you know, it, it, them and uh, I forget the name of the other team that plays there. They played against Galaxy, actually, at that stadium. The Cal United Strikers. Cal, yeah, Cal United Strikers. So there's already a fan base there. There's already two teams. Like, why add to this? And so it's, it's just not, I don't think it's a good situation at all. And I, I hope it gets resolved without having to go further. The thing that I think you mentioned, obviously, the indication seems to be from Orange County, they were willing to accept that Galaxy might play this as long as it doesn't interfere with Orange County playing there. But the problem you've got now is I feel as though enough goodwill has been shattered that while that might be the public image, I'm not so sure Mm -hmm. how people feel privately. um, Imagine that pitch, having three teams on it at once. Not great, not great. You see Ryzen's pitch after a game, it's not going (laughs) to... Not gonna look not good. Ideal, either. not yeah. ideal. All right, for sure, for sure. Yeah, let us know in the comments how you're feeling about this. Yeah, it's definitely you know we'll definitely keep you updated on what's going on because this does impact the league as a whole and you know rising being part of the league. Never know, might happen to us. So uh, well, we do know there've been stadium questions. <laughs> a lot of them, especially on Twitter. Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, Owen. Uh, anything else you want to talk about today? That's all I had. It's about all I've got here as well. Just you watched gotta... the MLS All-Star game yesterday? Wasn't it fun? Oh, I did not know. I do not have any any interest in a glorified friendly. Um, no. Hey, next year you, get, hey, you have no more MLS All-Star games. That's the good news for you. 
Probably what, the bad news, though, is that the League's Cup is going to be taking place next year. So Wait, so they're getting rid of the All-Star game next year? Well, they can't do it when they're having a mid-season long, uh, month-long tournament. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. It's like Liga MX against MLS teams. Like, I feel like it's just going to be a whole bunch of stuff. So we'll it feels see. like a waste of time. Hey, they're building up to 2026, man. It's all about the money. You know, you want these things to stop, then don't go but to the game. this is the point. This is the point. It's not about building up to 2026. It's about lining the wallets until 2026. Yes. And you're then you're going to line them some more. But none of that money's going into growing the game. It's lining people's at least, wallets. At least not on the Mexican side, yes. That's why they're here. You know, if you want to be frank about this, I'll say it on the show. I'll say it live. You have a team like Puebla, right, who announced that they're going to play in New York City, which is one of the uh, the cities in the U.S. that has the one of the biggest uh, Pueblano, uh, you know, people that have immigrated there. That's the reason they picked New York. They're looking to get that money, and they're looking to take it back to Mexico. So it's that's all it is, at least on the Mexican side. So growing the game and all this stuff, it is what it is. But, yeah, it's... It's uh, peculiar. We'll leave it at that. It's the exact same reason they have all the utterly pointless friendlies here, isn't it? The Mexican national team. And I'm I'm talking about the ones outside of the FIFA windows now. The ones that are genuinely just like, yeah, we're going to bring out a bunch of people of which maybe two or three will actually play when we go off and play real games. But yeah, come watch them. Yeah, make the money. Yeah, and we'll charge you 80 bucks for the privilege, I'm sure. Hey, twenty dollars beers, and you throw them in the air. Anyway, I don't want to keep talking about that. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> see, Owen will get me going about this stuff. All oh, right, y'all, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for the live post game show, hopefully with good news uh, regarding Rising. They need that. But well, we'll have news. Not oh, yeah. sure how good it'll be, but we'll have news. <laughs> yeah, hopefully good news. Uh, and we hope to see you there. Yeah, we appreciate you guys joining us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Always appreciate a shout out to Michael. We got Tyler here uh michael as well reese over here uh who else did i see carrie as always i saw bonnie a little bit earlier i don't think she's in the chat anymore scott as always thank you for joining us you guys make the the show fun you know being active in the chat always appreciate that so uh before we wrap up if you guys haven't yet make sure to follow us on our twitter account phnx underscore underscore rising we're almost to 650 we're at 642 650 i'll give this bad boy out and then uh hopefully we can do more giveaways um in the future so a rumor has it that if we hit 700 next pro won't be able to come in and steal our channel no they're coming they're taking everything i'm just kidding um yeah reese is uh asking for some some help with this math homework also they wanted to see your shirt what are you wearing what what oh it's it's just a whale shirt it's oh nice i mean i mean it's nothing especially like i was like it looks too burgundy to be a, a rising one so yeah yeah oh there you go bonnie's here uh, appreciate you, Bonnie, for tuning in as always. All right, y'all, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Until then, be well, stay safe, and see you later.